0: welcome ladies and gentlemen welcome everyone god bless you all it's a beautiful and a lovely day that the lord has made i and my household shall rejoice and be glad in it welcome to another edition of jesus is the answer with kathy i am an ambassador of christ jesus and i am your host you are welcome god bless you this is the second audio for today i just did a praise and worship go and listen to it and pray your way through, and let God hear your cry. In Jesus' name, we say amen. So before we dive into today's message, let's welcome our Father. Let's welcome Yahweh, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty man in battle. Holy Spirit, take over me. Take over this service. Bless me, O Lord. Bless your children. And when you are done, Father, take all the glory. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. I will enter his gate with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his gate with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I am so glad. I will rejoice, for he has made me glad. Ah, Hallelujah, he has made me glad. I am so glad. I will rejoice, for he has made me glad. Hallelujah. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I know you come from heaven above. The Holy Spirit is on the throne. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I know you come from heaven above. The Holy Spirit is on the throne. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I will enter his gate with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his gate with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I am so glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Hallelujah. He has made me glad. I am so glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. There is a man I love so much. There is a man I love. There is a man I love so much. His name is Jesus. There is a man I love so much. There is a man I love. Oh, there is a man I love so much. His name is Jesus. I love that man of Galilee, of Galilee, he has done so very much for me. He has forgiven me of my sins and sent the Holy Ghost to me. I love Jesus of Galilee. I love that man of Galilee. For he has done so very much for me. He has forgiven me of my sins and sent the Holy Ghost to me. I love Jesus of Galilee. Of Galilee. Somebody asks me, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Somebody asks me, "Who am I? Who am I? Who am I?" I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Glory, 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 glory. Our God is alive. He's alive. Amen. He's alive. Jesus is alive. Forever he's alive. Amen. He's a redeemer. Amen. He's our Savior. Jesus is alive. Forever he's alive. Amen. There is a path that seemeth rife before man that leads to destruction. Proverbs 14, 12, there is a path that seems right before man that leads to destruction. Food for thought. That is your message for today. Ask yourself if your ways, the things you are doing, everything you, that you see before you, you are doing. The way you are going about business, the way you handle your clients, the way you behave at your place of work in private that you think is right, does see, really sit well with God. Or is a path that will lead you to destruction. Remember, we have to live a life pleasing to God and to God alone. So think about it. In everything we do, let us make sure it will bring glory to the kingdom of God. Be it in private, be it in public. As a matter of fact, I'm very careful the way I behave, even in private, because I know God is right there. He's watching me. Sorry, I don't know why I'm yawning so much. It's a bit cold. Today is public holidays in my state in Germany. It's all since the, the 1st of November. Colleagues pray for the dead, the departed souls of their loved ones. We consider them as our sins, and to me, this has nothing to do with um. The denomination you go, it's good to pray for the departed souls of our loved ones. Let's pray for them. Okay, God bless you all. So remember. We said, wasn't it last week, I said we are going to treat the book of Jonah. But I did not come on on Sunday also. I didn't preach. So I'm here today so that we can treat the book of Jonah. Let me get this done with and move to the next assignment. So it will be reading from my audio app. And then while I'll be reading my Bible, I'm doing the, this is the NEC version, right? New Living Translation. I think my Bible version is also the same, but my physical Bible is NLT. So, just follow up. Get your Bible up onto the book of Jonah. It's a very short book. It has just four chapters. <sighs> I'm sorry. My heater is on, but I still feel cold. I know. You know when you are fasting, there's a different cold you feel. You feel like right inside of you i wish i can have a cup of tea right now <laughs> it is so uh, i'm really not hungry i'm just feeling cold i know after this if i lie down for a bit i'll be fine but i got work to do i have a home to take care of i have kids plus today is public holiday i have to catch up with laundry and stuff like that because this week i really did not do laundry so today i have to do okay So, I will start um, assuming you have your Bible with you, turn to the book of Jonah. God bless you as you listen. Invite somebody, share, and you will be blessed.
1: Chapter 1 The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction in order to get away from the Lord. He went down to the seacoast to the port of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tashish. He bought a ticket and went on board hoping that by going away to the west he could escape from the Lord. But as the ship was sailing along suddenly the Lord flung a powerful wind over the sea causing a violent storm that threatened to send them to the bottom for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. And all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hole. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted. Get up and pray to your god. Maybe he will have mercy on us and spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, jonah lost the toss what have you done to bring this awful storm down on us they demanded
2: who are you what is your line of work what country are you from what is your nationality and jonah answered i am a hebrew
0: did you get that they asked him so that is chapter one i'll start from verse seven then the crew then the crew cast lot to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, the lords identified Jonah as the culprit. Why has this awful storm come down on us? They demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? It's very important we know who we are. In Christ Jesus. So these people wanted to. They want to know his background. If somebody approached me. Who am I? I will tell them. And at the end of the day. I will let them know that I am a child of God. Who am I? I am Kathy e. I am from Cameroon. I am a Christian background. I might go as far as telling you a bit about my upbringing. And most importantly. I will tell you that I am saved. I am now a born again. And I am a child of God. And the people were blown. When Jonah says said this to them, I am a Hebrew. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. The sellers were terrified when they heard this. Don't you know when you say boldly that you are a child of God? Like you know who you carry. You know the DNA of who runs in you. Even the devil, he's threatening. Because he knows you, he can't touch you. He knows this one. What is in this one is greater than what is in him and in the world. And that is the confidence Christ has given us to identify ourselves as his children and to decree and to declare a word. Because by the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee bar, all tongue confesses that Jesus is Lord. Amen. So you have to speak it boldly. Who are you? I'm a child of God. I'm a born again Christian. Jesus is my father. He's the creator of the universe. I worship him. I adore him. My names are Kathy Eka Kunde And I am his ambassador. I represent him. Like, well, do you know what it means to say you're an ambassador of Christ Jesus? You are not just saying it. It's not empty words. But because you really know who you are. This early morning, I woke up at about four thereabout. I used the restroom. Then I went to my phone. I'm sure most of you also do this. And I went on Facebook. Then, excuse me. I stumbled on the message I preached on the 18th of July, 2023, when I went home to do my ever first assignment out of Uncle Spotify, right? To meet physical people, where I preached and prayed for them, where I did my revival in my hometown, and I was listening to that message, how it was connected. I mean, there was a whole lot of content. Probably it's about twenty something minutes. What we shared, I don't know exactly how many, how minutes, how long it is, but it's not more than thirty minutes. But the content, it was so filled. I was watching. I was like, wow, this woman can produce this. I was blessed. At a point, I was even telling the people that let me pray. I prayed a prayer for them. That they would be filled with the Spirit of God or something. I can't remember exactly the prayer that I prayed. But like from that day, their life would change. They would live a life pleasing to God. And that they should have the spirit of dissentment. I can't repeat the prayer yet, except then I go there and listen to it, And I also tap into that prayer. I didn't say, is it not me who pray? No, because while I am preaching, even right now, it's not me, the Spirit of God that has taken over. Let me tell you what happened this morning. I had a message the other day, which I started now with, saying that there's a path that my right to man that leads to destruction. I had to preach it two days ago. I did not meet up two days. I had, um, you know, every... Quarter of the year, school academic year, we meet. School started in August, September. We are in October, yeah? Yeah. We meet with the the teachers. The school, they organize like uh, an appointment where you have to meet with your your child, the class teacher, or maybe a teacher in a particular subject or so. And then they do this once every, twice, sorry, twice every academic year. So it's not really a quarter, but they did it now, and then they will do it again probably before the end of the academic, before they go on summer break or so. They do it before winter break. Yes, and before summer break. That's the right way to put it, to phrase it. Not every quarter of the of the academic year, but before winter break and then before summer break. So I went on that Thursday. On oh, sorry, on um on Mon on when was it? Today is Tuesday. Yeah, on Monday. Today is Wednesday, sorry. On Tuesday, on Monday, I went there, so I came back tired. I did not do it. I did not do my assignment. Yesterday also, after running errands from work, I came. I had an appointment to my doctor. The appointment was supposed to be on Monday, the 30th. But to me, I had it in mind. This appointment has been made since August. I had it in mind that it was on the 31st. So I went there also. I did not. I came back home with all the rain and tiredness. I didn't preach just miss it. So I woke up this morning. I'm like, I have to do it. Clean up myself. I made a short video. I posted it on my WhatsApp status and on Facebook. My story. I said, Let me read my Bible. But I could not read. I was just there going up, just lazing on the couch there where I sat. I'm like, What's going on? Let me preach. Since I wanted to read the book of Matthew i had my bible with me i could not read for reasons i don't know i was just going up checking whatever i was checking. that i don't even know then i came on now to preach it just to tell you that the ways are not my ways the way i planned my time it goes the way god wanted things i never have in mind i never know i was going to do praise and worship this morning the very first audio i did so i came on i realized i was singing praising. you know to introduce the the message and that miss that video that audio more for 40 minutes we just did praise and worship there so go on it and listen to it and while you are listening to it my god bless you may he hear your cry because at times that's all we need we just need to to worship god okay so let's continue
1: chapter one the lord suddenly the lord spare me. our lives cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, Jonah lost the toss. What have you done to
2: bring this awful storm down
1: on us? They demanded. Who are you?
2: What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality?
1: And Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. Then he told them that he was running away from the Lord. The sailors were terrified when they heard this. Oh, why did you do it? And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do with you to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea,
2: said. And it will become calm again, for I know that this terrible storm is all
1: my fault. Instead, the sailors tried even harder to row the boat ashore.
0: He knows that this terrible storm was all his fault. It's good to identify your problems. Let's listen.
1: The stormy sea was too violent for them and they couldn't make it. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Oh Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin. And don't hold us responsible for his death because it isn't our fault. Oh Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. Then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Chapter 2 Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great
2: trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the world of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths, and I sank down to the heart of the sea. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Then I said, O Lord, you have driven me from your presence. How will I ever again see your holy temple? I sank beneath the waves, and death was very near. The waters closed in around me, and seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was locked out of life and imprisoned in the land of the dead. But you, O oh Lord, my God, have snatched me from the yawning jaws of death. When I had lost all hope, I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord, and my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies but I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise and I will fulfill all my vows for my salvation
1: comes from the Lord alone. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit up Jonah on the beach and it did.
0: Amen. The Lord ordered the fish. Chapter 3. So, even though Jonah was in the belly of the fish, he cried out to the Lord. I'm encouraging you today In the fish there, what in his belly, in the belly of the fish, how do you think it was like? It it would have been dark, you know, that is it. So no matter where you are now, you might be in that tunnel. But let me tell you, there's a light at the end of that tunnel. Cry unto your Lord. Cry unto your God. Cry unto Jesus. And he will answer you. He hears, he's an all-knowing God.
1: Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message of judgment I have given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh. To see <laughs> if, you Jonah,
0: if you are Jonah, will you? Jonah has seen, he has seen smoke. He was in the, the fish stomach for three days. So this time he obeyed and he went amen amen
1: that it took three days to see it all on the day jonah entered the city he shouted to the crowds 40 days from now nineveh will be destroyed the people of nineveh believed god's message and from the greatest to the least they decided to go without food and wear sackcloth to show their sorrow when the king of nineveh heard what jonah was saying He stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in sackcloth and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals, may eat or drink anything at all. Everyone is required to wear sackcloth and pray earnestly to God. Everyone must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence tell perhaps even yet god will have pity on us and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us
0: how many times do you go the extreme to seek God's face or do you just say ah let faith take its course have you given up already jonah was preaching with all confidence God has told me 40 days, this city will be destroyed. Like, you know this situation, there's a situation before you that you see, you're like, man, this is it. There is no way out. Do you just accept it or you know you have a powerful God who can change things? Do you just accept that situation because they tell you, oh, the doctor says that is it. You just live on medication and you accept that faith. Or you are like, no, even though I'm taking this medication, I believe God will heal me. I can't live on medication throughout my life. Mm -hmm. This is what the people of Nineveh did. The king heard of this. This is why he said, said, they took the the, the bull by its horn. He said, no. We'll not just sit because Jonah has said this, this prophet, or probably they call him a prophet or what, this man of God, this messenger, has come and declare our faith that will be finished in 40 days. We have time. Let's take our three days and pray and fast. Let's wear our sackcloth and see God's face. Let us punish ourselves. Let us deprive ourselves. Above all, let us repent from our wicked ways and seek his face. Who knows? He might change his mind. Isn't it time for you to take the bull by his horn? Say, no, the doctor will not determine my faith. This country will not determine my faith. My situation will not determine my faith. I will not accept that that is it. Oh, it's normal. I will stay there. Some people, "Ah, that's how it is. It is like that. It will always be like that. They don't think they can pray their way out. Be like the king of Nineveh. He came out from his throne. Put on sackcloth. And he told his people that neither you nor your animal shall eat or drink anything for three days. The whole country did a national fast, and I'm sure it's not like the fasting we hear today. Oh, yeah, they have declared fasting, you know, for the country of Cameroon. It's just on television, or probably the man of God, a man of God in a church. We saw, okay, let's declare fasting for a nation, the whole church. Are you are you sure? Even one tenth of that church is doing that fasting genuinely, and then things have not changed. No, I don't I'm not sure. Because this is it right here, practical. God is so practical. The king came down from his throne, wall sat cloth. He called his whole nation to change and to fast. Even their animals. I'm calling the nation Cameroon, because that's where I came from. I, I, I I'm from. And I know what's going on there. I know what's happening. But we hear people say, oh, we are praying for Cameroon. We are praying. Imagine for four years or almost five years now since this thing has been happening. Are we really praying genuinely for Cameroon? Oh, we are just saying it. Or the prayer just a one-minute prayer. Yes, oh, we pray today in the church of our country. How about time the men of God rally in Cameroon? It's about time. How about that? that they rally and they declare a fasting, even for a day, that the whole church, nobody eats or drinks. They want to see God's face to change the situation of things. Instead of coming out every day and prophesying, oh, that is the fate of Cameroon. Oh, God has said this. He will raise a man. Yes, God could have said all of those things. But don't you think it's time to pray? To facilitate it or to change the state of things, even you in your country where you are, even at your place or well, probably you are not satisfied the way they are treating you. Don't you think it's about time you fast and change the situation of things? Talking about that, I don't know if I preached that preaching year or it was. I remember very well that the day I did Facebook Live, but I can't remember if I came online and I preached and I told people about it. I'm very good friend at my place of work. I had a dream where we're talking and I said, I want to to have my break. And she was like, no, she's the one who is having break now. When I woke up, my understanding was like, is this girl struggling with me? Does, like, it's like she wants what I have. And I was like, her job doesn't interfere with my own. She's in her own place where she has total control. Of, I'm in my own place. So why wanting what I want? Because I was the first who said, I want to take my break now. We're entitled to 30 minutes break. And then she just jumped like, no, she's the one who is having a break now. And before then, I've seen her attitude. I At thought she would see me, she would agree. She was making some faces. I'm like, this girl is making faces. What's going on? I've not done anything anyway. I'm not asking her anything. If there's anything, then she has a problem. Let her meet me. And I took it to God in prayer. I said, Father, why is this disturbing? This why is she doing this? And Father said, No. Why don't you ask her? Ask her. I said, Me, why should I ask her? So I refused. I said, I'm not asking her. If there's anything, because I don't know anything I've done. If there's anything, let her talk to me. Lo and behold, the day I even asked her, I was not prepared for I went to the, the, the staff room and she was there with a cup of coffee. And I don't know what I went there to do. And I just go, I said, come on. She was like, well, what is it? I said, come. And we step up. I said, what's going on? Your attitude has changed. She said, no, I've not changed. I don't have anything against you. It's your classroom open? I said. I said, let's go to your classroom. She took her coffee and we went there. She said, I don't have anything against you. I don't just want problems here. I said, what's going on? Then she started narrating. And she told me what somebody was talking about me. I said, but this person, we don't even, somebody walking close with me. I said, we don't even have any problem. I said, we agree, we discuss everything. She has never shown me that like she is angry or has issue with me. And she was like, oh, you have to be careful. This is what she's saying, this is what. I said, okay, thank you. She said, but promise me that you no not attack this person. Oh, because she has once seen me, how I reacted. So she knows it will go down very rough. Because I will open up, I will speed out everything. I said, okay, I promise you. And I didn't ask this person. And then somebody else had told me something before then. And then of recent, somebody came and called me, like, come. I was somewhere, they were talking about you. And I said it, like, intentional, that, no, Cathy really helped me. Cathy, this, this, she's so good at her job and this and that. I said, but that's what I do. She said, yes, I know, but I had to say it. I had to bring you in there because there's this person we're trying to create an impression. I said, not again. I've heard this before. And we are not fighting. What is her problem? I said, I'm going to attack this person. Not attack, but like, I'm going to meet her and confront her. And she was like, well, we're like okay, we've spoken now. And so many people have seen us. So probably if I meet her in the next day, they'll definitely know it's you. And I don't want you to get into trouble. She has said she doesn't want trouble, you know. I said, okay, probably in two weeks' time, I'll ask this person. Lo and behold, I went to work again. <laughs> and then we're talking, and they were like, um, you have to be careful. She's talking. I said, again? What's the problem? And now I told this person, I said, you know what? I'm going to report her. And when she comes, I'm going to confront her. So I went and I reported her to our supervisor. Who is aware of it already? Because she has talked to her so many times and people were there. So they heard it. She has talked to her so many times about me trying to tarnish my image or my reputation. And I told the guy, I said, no, I won't have this. I said, this is nonsense. And we spoke, we spoke, we spoke. And the guy was like, no, I've never heard of it. I don't think people have any issue. But they told me that she has been complaining to him so many times. I don't think people have any issue. And this, I said, of course, we don't. She said, okay, then talk to her, like you said. And if you don't find a solution, then I will come in. I said, I'm going to talk to her. And when I met this person, I called her, wrote her, I said, where are you? She told me, I called her, I said, when are you coming over? She said, she's on her way. And she came and she sat, she greeted me, and I told her everything. She came and gave me a hug as usual. But that was the the the, the Judah Iscariot hog hug. You'll be hugging somebody when you are destroying them. She said, Oh, and next time there's something I'll come to you directly, you should have known better. And what is it, even? We don't have any issue. You know, there's some people that is just in their blood. Gossiping is part of them. They I don't know, they enjoy it. Because you see, even the least little thing they gossip about. Things that don't really matter. You gossip. Why? Those people, such people, they need deliverance. So when we spoke, I told her everything and she made up. But let me tell you. God always reveal to redeem. When God shows you something, it's for a reason. I went to him in prayers and he showed me this about my friend. But it was actually not my friend. It was somebody else. That's why peace, choose peace over violence. Peace will take you a long way. Peace will take you a long way. Let's continue.
1: Chapter 3 Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message of judgment I have given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, Forty days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message. And from the greatest to the least, they decided to go without food and wear sackcloth to show their sorrow. When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in sackcloth and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one... Even the animals may eat or drink anything at all. Everyone is required to wear sackcloth and pray earnestly to God. Everyone must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet, God will have pity on us and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw that they had put a stop to their evil ways... He had mercy on him and didn't carry out the destruction he had threatened.
0: <laughs> Amen. Amen. When God saw he did what, he had mercy this and he did not destroy Jonah, he their very city. Angry.
1: So he complained to the
2: Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you were a gracious and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. I knew how easily you could cancel your plans for destroying these people. Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive because nothing
1: I predicted is going to happen. The Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry about this? Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under, as he waited to see if anything would happen to the city. The Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there, and soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. This eased some of his discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But God also prepared a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant, so that it soon died and withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God sent a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. Death is certainly better than this, he exclaimed. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Yes, Jonah retorted. Even angry enough to die? Then the Lord said, You feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. And a plant is only at best short-lived. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city?
0: Amen. Amen. Chapter God changed his mind when the prayed. God changed his mind. His plan. He did not Uh, uh, and destroy the city again. He led everyone there to be alive. But then this is what happened. Jonah went around preaching. It took him three days to go around that country or city, preaching that God is going to destroy them. They have 40 days left. Now God angry when God changed his mind, answered the prayers of their people or of the people. And gave them another opportunity to live. If they might repent like this and come to me, why not? Why should I destroy them? God gave them another opportunity. Now, Jonah was very angry. You know why? Pride, ego. Oh, me will go around the city. I heard God clearly. God told me this. I went around the city preaching it. How would they look at me now? They will call me false prophet, false messenger. How come you said it's God who sent you and yet God saved us? Yes, God doesn't want us to perish. God doesn't want us to perish. He heard their cry. Inasmuch as Jonah wanted it to come to pass so badly. He's not God. You don't know what it took God to create these people. Over 120,000 people. You want God to destroy them for your sake just so that people will say, oh, for real, his prophecy came to pass. He's a man of God. He wasn't even telling God, I knew that you would do something like this. This is what was running away from you. So if you know he's capable of doing things like that, why are you getting angry then? Why are you getting angry? So it's right for you. For God to destroy just to please you. But to you it's wrong for God to spare their lives. How can you compare one person to a thousand twenty? How? God should destroy them. That so you will be at peace. That yes indeed I help God. Who are you po- proving a point to? And this is what is killing many people. The other way I was sharing this with my mother. I said at times it's a bit hard. Because you see you always want to hear from god yeah because i remember some days ago i was talking to god when i thought i've not heard from you read your words and you will hear me there even as much as i hear him audible at times i'll be in the kitchen he'll say something or in the restroom you know i will hear but don't be too familiar that's what is happening with today today's uh, uh, uh um, preachers we want to always quote god god said god said then i asked my mother i said but while we were going we went to Cali church. I never heard the father come in and say this message today God has told me to say this God has told me. I say is it that all those Cali priests will not make heaven? Is it that their messages are not from God? No. As you read the Bible, you study it, you have a message, you can boldly say it's God who told you this. As long as the message you are preaching is not for your own desire or it's not for self uh, um, pleasure to please you or to prove a point to people. But no, you are pleading preaching it to bring people to Christ like this message here is is teaching all that there is nothing we we'll ask God to do that God cannot do through prayers and fasting they prayed, they fasted they seek God's face genuinely they repented and he answered their prayers even though it was already planned that he was going to destroy them and now God illustrated something Jonah was angry, he went and sat under a tree there he will take shelter. And what happened? God sent a worm, placed a worm under that tree that ate up the root of that tree. The um, leaves withered. And when they withered, what will happen? Let me go there. Let me read 4, chapter 4, verses 7, right up to um, verses 11. If there is any two of and it says, but God also arranged for a worm. No, no, let me start from verse 4. The Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under under, as he waited for to see what would happen to the city. And the Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there. And soon it spread spread its broad leaves over Jonah. He made over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. This eased his discomfort. And Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But God also arranged for a worm the next morning at dawn. The warm air through the stem of the plant, so that it withered away, and as the sun grew hot, as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on the, on his head, until he grew, and and until until he grew faint and wash and wished to die. Death is certainly better than living like this," he exclaimed. Then God said, "To Jonah, is it right for you to be angry because the plant died?" Yes, Jonah replied, "Even angry enough to die." Then the Lord said, "You fool, sorrow. You, you. Sorry, 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 sorry. People." Then the Lord said, "You feel sorry about the plant, though you did not put it." You did not put it there; it came quickly and died quickly. But Nineveh has more than one hundred twenty thousand people living in spiritual bondage, none to maintain all and not to maintain all animals. Should not I feel sorry for such a great city? It's a question, should God not feel sorry? God wanted to show him something practical. Now you are angry, here. This plant that I myself even made it. You are taking shelter. I have decided to remove the plant there. Destroy it. You are angry. What do you think? Look at it now. This is just a plant. Those are human beings. Should we waste human life? This goes to you people. You should learn to let things be and let God take its course. Some people will be praying that God should destroy their enemy. Oh, this woman would this let go. But you see that person, that person is prospering, everything about them. You hear that, you hear that they got they just bought a new house, they bought a new car, their child passed exam, their child is now in university or college, depending on where you are, how you call it. Um, they are doing business, they have expanded their business center and everything is going where well. she just flew in last week she was in cameroon or she went to Africa for a vacation and this or she went she held the program and people turn up she's indeed a woman of God and you are like angry eh? or she's indeed a child of God this one who last year were playing they injured me oh they did this they did that God will punish them father may you punish them may their water never get may their water never boil mm, let me use a parable May they not see tomorrow because of that they did. And this person has gone to God, Father, I thank you for this. They forgive me of my trespasses. The ones I committed knowingly and unknowingly, have mercy. Have mercy on them, Lord. And God says, well, this one has repented. It's a sincere repentant. I will have mercy. What do you do? Are you supposed to get angry and say, God, why did you do this? You did not destroy this person. This person has gone to God. Probably they had you indirect. They didn't even know. They have gone to God. Or maybe they did it intentionally. But they went to God and asked for mercy. Asked him to forgive them. And now they are doing well and you we are angry. Vengeance is of the Lord. You people should know that vengeance is of the Lord. God decides whom to bless, whom to forgive. It's not our place to tell God to forgive and not to forgive. So let's learn a very big lesson from the, the, the king here in the book of Judah, the king of Nineveh, where Jordan went and proclaimed that in 40 days or less, God is going to destroy the city because they were wicked. They were carrying on evil. They were practicing evil. But the king heard this message, came down from his throne, put on sackcloth and told everybody to do the same. And God heard their cry. And forgive them. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what anger you have in your mind. It's time for you to let go. And pray to God to bless your, your your enemies. Tell him to revenge for you. Not you holding it against you tightly. Like God has to do this. Or if God is not doing it. You are angry. No. That is not the way of God. And that is not the way of a child of God. As children of God. We should learn to forgive. And let's know that it's all about God. Just like Jonah, yeah, he went and he said, no, this thing I'm doing, I'm doing it for God. God told me, I even ran away from God. He had the way. He made it possible that I came here to Jonah today to preach this to Nineveh, rather. I didn't want to do this. But since I'm here, then it's God. And I know he's going to do it. And God turned his, his back. He changed his mind. And we are angry? No, we are not supposed to be angry. Let's pray and have God for blessing. And let him give give us a heart of flesh and not a heart of stone. Let him help us to always listen to his words and for us to live a life pleasing and pleasing to him alone. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Glory. I pray that as you listen to these prayers, may your heart not be hardened. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Do you alone be all the glory, Yahweh. Do you alone be all the glory. Come on. Somebody say glory. Glory. Yes Lord. yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Yahweh. We thank you, Jesus. Yes, Father. We worship your holy name. So come on. Let's listen to this. Until we meet again Go ask, pray, love, share, love, I love you all the I'll love never be more loved
3: Than I am right now Wasn't holding you up So there's nothing I can do To let you down It doesn't take a trophy To make you run I'll never be more loved I am right now Going through a storm
0: Where he was from and the God he worshiped. If you know who you are, know that you are a child of God and you are enough like that. Come on. I'm more than enough.
3: I'm already chosen. I'm I'm his
0: ambassador. I know who I am. Oh, I know what is spoken over me. Oh, bye-bye.